1: well that was good to talk a little hockey with jess yeah and uh and now I, I wanted to circle back to you guys and hear a little bit about uh sports and Thanksgiving
0: oh my what, god oh, now boy. you're talking my language yeah, yeah
1: let's talk about well, that
0: well I, I I'm on record and I know I think i speak for manny too but Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday yeah because it combines so many things i love uh food most notably uh and football and i gotta admit and manny already knows this but I'm so excited because this is the first year that we don't have to go anywhere. We get to stay home with the two kids and it's it's great. I mean, I love my family. It's that's I just you know, you, you just get excited that you don't have to leave the house on yeah. a holiday. It's I, I can't tell you how excited I am for Thursday. Just because of that's gonna make it. Well, and I do the spread, so okay, we're, I'm actually making them. the big feast, which essentially would just be for me and my wife. Because my two boys will just pick and at the corn and whatnot, yeah, yeah, and, right. and eat maybe a little piece of turkey, and that's it. Because they're picky
2: eaters. Because they're six and three.
1: But it's nice. You're just looking oh, forward to it. God, it's gonna be great, Manny.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I'll be here on th- on Thursday. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, the Sorry Vikings game, we got Vent Line and everything <laughs> coming up after the game, but um. Yeah, I, 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 it is, it is one of my favorites just because the food is just unbelievable, and you, and you, 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 it, 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 it's, you get the turkey, and you get all kinds of different types of turkey. You get, you know, the smoked turkey, the grilled turkey, you know, the deep fried turkey. I don't know if either one of you have had deep fried. Yeah, turkey. oh yeah. it's good. Oh it yeah. is fantastic. Um, and then you know you just you get you get the family together, and and you can just kind of. Pig out and and eat whatever you want. I mean, it's 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 great. And then you got you got the Lions playing or you got the Cowboys playing uh, in the background, and and uh, it's it's great. But so back
1: to the food for a second. We talk about all these good things that, and Minnesota though is known for having some goofy, silly dishes too. I think grape salad or something. Yeah, and, I know that got voted
0: like best dish, by – fr- I forget who it was. I, I remember that something article. Something bad,
1: though. but there's none of that in in my spread. None of that. Now, do you spread. do you cook? Do you prepare anything, or is that all on the bride's shoulders? Well, how does that work out? The domestic associate gotcha. Pretty much does a lot. but I'll you know I I do the carving, which is really important. Yes, it is. Got to mm-hmm. get the right yep. slices, right? So I kind of deconstruct the the turkey that she builds, but uh, it's gonna yeah, it'll be great. Um, and and the sports and my son, I've got a sixteen year old who is way into all kinds of football and college and pro and hockey and and. I can just see us now. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be camped and and watching. Well, and I wonder
0: too how many plans um, are altered slash changed because of the fact that the Vikings are right in the thick of the hunt for the NFC and are the very first game Thursday at eleven thirty. I wonder how many plans have changed. Like, hey, we were gonna eat at noon, right? But maybe we'll eat later, or maybe we'll eat sooner because we want to all watch the game together. I wonder how many plans are being yeah. changed.
1: Yeah, well, that's and that's a good problem to have. Oh like, yeah, it's just one more thing on the on the upcoming Turkey Day that to, to look forward to. Because I know in our house we were initially going to do like
0: uh, that we were going to do the big meal at lunchtime, and I said no 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 no. Well, pu- I'll put the bird in before kickoff, but then we'll actually eat the big meal that night. You know, so right. that way that you're way right. you can monitor the turkey while you're
1: watching football. Man, I'm starting to my mouth's starting to know, water because now know. I'm no now I'm 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 already one day past it into the turkey sandwich after the day. Oh, after. Leftovers, oh are yeah. leftovers are key. Leftovers are key. Day after, oh, that's going to be a good
0: day you know, too. One thing I I had and this was boy, at, this was probably ten years ago <laughs> that I had it, um, but I had a turducken for the first time. That's Did a you, duck inside the turkey. It's it's incredible, but it's layered. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to try to find it. But so it's, it's. do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, I had, had I, I've heard about it, but I had it for the first time. Like, this is incredible. Oh. I couldn't make it because it's, it's a lot of work because you have to monitor. Okay. Don't let this part get overcooked. Don't let this edge burn. So there's a lot of work involved and that's way over my head. I can't, I can't pull that off. I can cook a turkey. That's about it.
1: I wouldn't even know where to get a duck. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Not a problem.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't see a lot of duck laying around, but you're right. We could find that. We could find that. Um well I also was wondering about um what any like gopher basketball. Are you guys following the gopher oh, basketball sure. team? Mm-hmm. Cause, Absolutely. Because as I mentioned, my son is he's he's starting to talk about Go for you know he's he's always in the he's a bandwagon guy kind of but he's kind of fired up well, on he's go for basketball and I want to get over there and watch go for basketball and I know we've got some players that uh, that seem to be for real and they haven't really played I don't think a, a big game yet but but they look like a good squad they will especially is it next Wednesday is the Big Ten ACC Challenge
0: when they play Miami Miami's a good team Miami's got a yeah. chance to be a, a, a tournament team and so that'll be a game that you could you could take the kid to at the bar and it's still. Preseason, so I mean, your tickets will be will be readily available. Okay. That'd be a good game to go to next Wednesday. It's I think it's Wednesday when they play
1: Miami. Well, we'll have to we'll have to identify that one for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, but be they're a good team. They they should be
2: mm-hmm. a, a borderline Sweet Sixteen team. I yeah. would think, and they have. I mean, for the first time in in quite a while, they have a guy or two on the roster that that can play at the next level eventually. Right. Like Amir Coffee, I think is going to be an NBA player. Reggie Lynch, I think, with his shot bo- shot blocking ability, has a chance to be an NBA player. I don't huh. know how how good an NBA player he'll be, but I mean that that's a skill that that is valued in the NBA today still. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Coach Rutino's he's he's got it cooking right now. They're fun,
1: and you got you've you've got your gopher sweatshirt on. You're flying the the yeah, gold. I'm, so
2: I'm, are you PJ Flat guy? Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I putting he, you on the spot? No, no, you're fine. Hey, here, here's here's the thing that the guy who normally sits in that chair, the guy oh, you're filling God. in for today, yeah, yeah he is. Um, I yeah, I know. He, I'm tracking it. Yeah, he he has his thoughts on on uh, on Philip Um <laughs> uh, I here's the way I look at it. I I think he's a good coach. I think what he did at Western Michigan hold a lot of weight. I mean, the way he turned that program around, and by his fourth year, they were in the Cotton Bowl and competing hard in the Cotton Bowl and, and and almost pulled it out against Wisconsin. So I think he's a good coach. I think it's going to take some time. I do kind of get a little bit annoyed with just all the the buzzwords and the row the boat stuff and I I, I think the the issue that I have is you know it, it's it's almost like you can't criticize PJ Fleck at all, like if if I tweet out, you know, hey, you he shouldn't have called that that timeout in the third quarter because now it came back to block him. Then I've got you know, roll the boat, Mike twenty six on Twitter <laughs> tweeting at me. No, you got to give him time and don't don't talk about Coach Fleck and all this. And I'm just like, dude, calm down. To grow, you must fail. Yeah, <laughs> See? yeah, don't. that's true. But we'll see the coach, that's but I true. do think I do think he's I do, I do think he's gonna be fine. It's gonna take a couple of years, as that's been said by so many. Around this market, but, all right. You know, is
1: is yeah. Patrick gonna just? Is he just gonna be so mad at me because I brought that up? God, no, not he, at all. all. Are you kidding no. me? No, mm-hmm. and I already have my uh, my
2: prediction
0: that the turkey of the year will be none other than Coach PJ Fleck. He, he
1: okay? Because so I thought I thought he was I thought and he was he's untouchable. Got a, he's got a public bet where
0: you have yeah. to when you lose this, which right. you are no. going to <laughs> lose. No, I'm winning. You have to buy Harrigan lunch yep. every single day for a week. For a week, yep. And if and if and when I win. Uh, when, Chris, when,
4: this is the dumbest thing oh, no, I've see, ever heard. You know, Royce, you know mm-hmm. he's not gonna do this.
0: He's the ultimate he, contrarian. He never does what you expect
1: him to do, and everybody yeah, well, expects him. Well, because you
2: remember, two years ago, everybody thought Norwood Teague was gonna be the turkey of the year, and it and it wasn't. Who was it? Because it
1: probably Two years ago been. I
2: got it in
0: front of me. It was the Grim Reaper because that was the year Flip died, and yeah. I forget oh. there was another significant death, but the death was the turkey of the year, essentially.
1: Okay. okay.
0: By the oh. way, really quick, because I know we got a break. Turducken, a dish consisting of a D-boned chicken stuffed into a D-boned duck, further stuffed into a D-boned turkey. Mm-hmm. That's what you should be buying Harrigan for lunch. Think so? Week. Monday yeah. or Tuesday? <laughs> every day. You have to pay him every day. Will you make me a
1: turducken? You are a loser, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we're going to take another break here. Tom Chorsky and for Patrick Royce on the ride.
3: You're on the ride with Royce. It's too fast. It should be illegal.
2: You're <laughs> too
0: fast. On 1500 ESPN. Talking Purple right now on the ride with Roycey.
2: Rich Gannon, the quarterback, the league MVP.
4: It's former Vikings quarterback and current CBS NFL analyst Rich Gannon.
0: Rich Gannon is with us, talking purple here on the ride with Royce. It's Reavers. It's Manny Hill. Rich, uh, Case Keenum, the best backup quarterback story since who?
3: Oh, wow. That's a great one. You caught me off guard there. That's
0: what I like to do, Rich.
3: Uh, You know what? I I just, um, I think he's unique. You know, and sometimes it's it's not fair to the player to start comparing him to somebody else. I, I think he's unique. I, I really don't think he's ever thought of himself as a backup. I think he's got that, that mentality and that mindset. I think it's, it's pretty clear when you watch him play. I think it's pretty clear when you even hear him speak with the media. I think his teammates had a lot of confidence in him and he just continues to go out and, and make plays. And I also think he's a smart enough guy to realize what an incredible opportunity he has. You know, here's a guy that was really on the street, was cut loose by a couple teams. The Texans didn't want him, and the Rams didn't want him, and now he's got an opportunity to make himself a lot of money if he's able to finish out this thing this season and go into the offseason. I think he's going to be a pretty happy camper.
0: You know, and I also think, too, Rich, in looking at it from afar, that Mike Zimmer is doing his best to individually motivate Case with the, you know, not sure what we're going to do at quarterback this week, but he had a great quote today in saying that he loves Case because, quote, he has balls, and he's not afraid to make the big play. I this okay. is exactly what I love about Mike Zimmer.
3: Well, you know, I was concerned because, quite frankly, I didn't think Mike Zimmer, and I respect him a lot as a head coach. I didn't think he handled the situation all that well last week. I think Case was playing so well, and I think he kind of opened the door for Teddy, and and wasn't uh, emphatic in terms of his support for Case, and so maybe that was a motivator for Case. Maybe Case realizes that. He's only as good as his last throw in his last game, and that's kind of how it's going to be the rest of the way. I just think it's important that Case not look over his shoulder. You know, if something were to happen where they don't they don't win a game or he goes out and has a performance that's not up to par, that all of a sudden you know they're going to make make a quick change. I, I think that can be problematic for a football team that's really on a roll right now and playing so well on both sides of the ball.
2: Richard's Manny, you know the the Vikings' defense has played so well pretty much all season long, and I think everybody looked at this game against the Rams as kind of their, their toughest test of the year because of how potent the Rams' offense had been. And on Sunday, the Rams go right down the field in their first possession and they score that touchdown, but then the, the the defense of the Vikings just shuts them down the rest of the way. I mean, how how impressed are you with how this defense has continued to shine this year?
3: Well, I always felt like it was going to be a strength of this football team. You look at how Rick Spielman and, and Mike Zimmer have built this this football team starting with the defense i mean they've got pass rushers they've got cover corners you just knew they're going to be a top 10 top five defense and i just thought maybe maybe their best performance of the year on sunday against the number one scoring offense in football i mean they held to seven points just the second time this season the rams were held under 20 points you know you look at the rushing differential they held early to 37 yards. They held the the Rams just 45 yards rushing. And you look at the rushing differential, the the Vikings had 171 yards rushing. So that's huge. You know, you look at time of possession, Vikings had the ball for over 37 minutes. So that's big. And, I mean, they've got, you know, you look at people start talking about the Eagles and the Saints and the Vikings. And, look, the the Vikings are really built to, to be able to, I think, do some damage in the postseason. If they can continue to run the football, have good balance, and play the type of defense that they're playing right now, um, that's impressive. I mean, third down defense is really has always been a strength of Mike Zimmers. The Rams were the number one third down offense in football. They were three for 11 on Sunday against the Vikings. And that really, to me, was the difference in the game.
0: Rich Gannon's with us here on the ride with Roycey. Rich, that was going to be my next question because the way you see the, the rest of the league kind of shaping up with. Kansas City coming back to the pack a little bit yeah obviously Philadelphia is by and large the best team in the league right now but things are really shaping up good for the Vikings for the rest of this regular season
3: it is you know I, I, I think it's uh certainly premature to start looking ahead but you look at the Eagles and how they went into Dallas in this division and really just dropped the house on the Cowboys without Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott. they've been at the same team without him Although I would tell you that they have some issues other places. But, you know, the Saints, keep an eye on the Saints, guys. You know, this is they're the first team in the Super Bowl era to win eight consecutive games after losing the first two games, and they are a lot better on defense. Defense has always kind of been their Achilles heel since Sean Payton's been there, but they're playing better defense, and they're running the football really well with Mark Ingram. So, of course, they've got Drew Brees. So, you know, look, they're a good football team, but um, – I think the, the Vikings are in great position, but that being said, you know, this is going to be a real challenge for them on Thursday, you know, going to Detroit, the lions. Um, you know, the thing you do know about Stafford is if it's close in the fourth quarter, this guy's got a chance. Everyone talks about who are the best fourth quarter quarterbacks in football. You say, well, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Well, Matthew Stafford, check out the numbers. He's done some of his most, most efficient work late in games when they've been behind
2: rich i know that you've in in the course of your playing career you played with some hall of fame wide receivers jerry rice and tim brown most notably and of course you played with chris carter uh here in minnesota i'm not trying to put adam Thielen into that level yet but he is incredible i mean how 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 good is this guy
3: Another big big day from, from him, you know, six catches of 123 yards, averaging over 20 yards a catch in that game. He just, you know, there's certain guys as a quarterback that you just, in a critical situation, you need a completion, that's where you're going to look. And I just think Adam Thielen's that guy right now for the Vikings. He just is a clutch performer. You know, I think he doesn't get enough credit for the type of how he runs his routes. He's a very disciplined route runner. Does a nice job at the top of his routes, creating some separation. Does a nice job using his hands with line of scrimmage to get off of press coverage. He's got great flexibility in his hips to make, you know, difficult catches, be able to torque and turn his body and, and go down and get a low ball or catch a ball behind. He's got good leaping ability. I mean, he does a lot of the little things well. And I don't think, you know, when you, when you, when you, if you put him in shorts, and a T-shirt. We take him out on the field and we work him out. Maybe we—that's not the first guy we we pick on our flight football team. You know what I mean? But he's just a great football player. He's—he just—and I think he's—he's he's one of those guys that has never forgotten where he's come from. You know, kind of an overlooked guy, wasn't drafted, didn't come to the league with a silver spoon in his mouth, but he's had a fight and claw for every opportunity. And I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. I'm really proud of him that he's—he's he's making such a difference for the Vikings.
0: You know, Rich, when you look around the league, there's been a lot of great individual play, especially at the quarterback position. But I continue to be marveled at the job that Russell Wilson does day in and day out. And last night, what you saw was he's really the guy that proves that you can cover up a lot of flaws in your team with great
3: quarterback play. You're absolutely right. You know, their offensive line isn't very good. They went out and got Dwayne Brown. He has hardly practiced this year. He missed, you know, obviously, he held out the first, I think, eight games of the season. And uh, they traded for him, and you know he's he's not the same player. The, the, the right side of the offense line, the right guard, and the right tackle, they swing and miss a lot, and so and they don't run the ball that well. I mean they had they've had a difficult time running the football, and yet this guy continues to run around and make plays, make people miss. Um, he's incredible. I mean I, I have great respect for his body of work. You look at what this kid's accomplished when he came to the league. His second year took the team to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's he's done a terrific job. He's been to a couple Super Bowls. And I, I, I'd i hate to think where they'd be without Russell Wilson. I mean, the defense is banged up in the secondary. There's no
2: question there about that. But this guy keeps – he gives him a chance each and every week, and that's all you can ask from your quarterback. To kind of piggyback off of that, you and Kevin Harlan were in the booth uh, in Lambeau Field the other day. And, um, man, it it is amazing how – much the Packers struggle without Aaron Rodgers. They are a completely different football team when he's not in the lineup.
3: Well, guys, it's kind of what we just talked about with Russell Wilson. I mean, he can make up for a lot of the ills that you have as a football team, and that's really what Aaron Rodgers was all about in Green Bay. They, they haven't been a great football team uh, this season, but he's you know he, he makes plays every game and, and keeps them in games. The problem they have now with Brett Hundley is that he's got six or seven Throws and poor decisions each week, it just, it, it just hurt them, and they can't overcome them right now. And, you know, even when they're playing well, they played well enough defensively in the first half of that game, but Hundley just kept making mistakes, three interceptions. He had a fumble. I don't think he sees the field. Um, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't see the field really well right now. Um, he's, he's quick to, to get out of his reads and progressions. He's got really good quickness and, and, and footwork. But he's just um, – he misses a lot of throws. Uh, he's, he's not uh, willing to kind of sit in there and trust the protection. And they're not running the football right now. They've got – last week they were without Aaron Jones. He was out with a knee. They were out Ty Montgomery. He was out with some ribs. And so the Packers have lost four of the last five for a reason. It's not, and it's not all the quarterbacks. That's certainly a big part of it. He's thrown two, two touchdowns and seven interceptions in his four starts
0: couple minutes left here with rich gannon on the ride with Roycey. rich one of the bigger storylines that i thought came out of last weekend we went the bills were the darling of the league at five and two and everybody thought okay maybe this is the year they finally break that playoff curse and then for whatever reason sean mcdermott decides to bench tyrod taylor and puts in nathan peterman he throws five picks and to be honest i think he might have lost a portion that locker room in his first year as the bills head coach
3: that was a uh that was an unusual decision look the thing about tyrod taylor is he doesn't throw a lot of picks i mean he does take care of the football so you like that about him and they've lost three straight and the decision to go to nathan peterman has left a lot of people scratching the head he threw five picks guys in the first half mm. and that hasn't happened in the super bowl era going back to 1970 so you know the poor kid he just went out there he wasn't ready to play he had some really ugly throws in that game and now, if you're Sean McDermott, they're 5-5, five five, guys. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. But he's got to go back into the locker room and tell the football team, I think, I made a mistake, we're going to go back to Tyrod Taylor and see if we can't get this thing turned around. But the bottom line is is that they don't have a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is not the long-term answer in Buffalo. I doubt Nathan Peterman is, and, and that's a problem. You know, You look at these teams around the league, that don't have production and consistency at that position. It is a hard way to make a living. I, I always tell these coaches, you're better off selling life insurance than coaching in the NFL <laughs> if you don't have a quarterback. It's just too hard. And just look around. You know, look at look at the Bears. They're trying to bring Mitchell Trubisky along, and they're they're, they're baiting him. They're trying to run the ball and not expose him. And you know, you, you look at the the Packers now without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these teams are a shell of their former selves without the trigger. If you don't have a quarterback. It's a tough way to make a living. Rich, where we
0: got you this weekend?
3: I am heading back to I would, I would say my former home. I suppose I could say that. I'm heading back to Oakland. I got Denver at Oakland. Talk about two teams in a free fall. Denver's lost six straight, just fired the offensive coordinator, and the Raiders have lost I think three of their last five. And these were two teams that a lot of people felt like had a chance of winning the AFC West. But right now, I don't I, I don't know. I can't see either of these teams making the postseason.
0: Rich, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you again next week. You guys are the best, thanks. Thanks there. There he goes, Rich Gannon with the CBS Sports, and uh, he will be out in Oakland to do Denver and uh, the Oakland Raiders. Manny, he's always great, isn't he? He's fantastic. He's one of the best, that's for sure. And we'll be right back here on The Ride with Roycey with Reavers, Manny Hill, and Tom Chorsky.
1: Tom Chorsky filling in for Patrick Royce on the ride. John Haidt is here with the
4: sports update. Thank you, Tom. This update sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Vikes getting ready for their Thanksgiving Day game against the Detroit Lions. Case Keenum, of course, will be starting again at quarterback for the Vikings. Coach Mike Zimmer... Addressing the media today, he was asked about Keenum taking well, you know, the occasional chance on a play.
3: You know, the thing I like the most about Case is he's got big balls. Ah, huh. You know, he's not afraid. Hey, he's he's not he's not afraid. He's going to pull the trigger and he's going to play like that. So, um, you know, that's a good thing.
0: Quick question, because yeah. when you grabbed this audio, yeah. were you pulling it from the Vikings.com website? I did, yes. So you saw the video and thus the reaction from the head coach. Yeah. Did he give the smirk after he said that? Not
4: really. He didn't give the totally, Zimmer smirk? Did, totally straight. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, he, he was fine. I want to hear it again. He was fine. You know,
3: the thing I like the most about Case is he's got big balls. <laughs> God, I
2: love him. I do. I, I love Zimmer. I think that's going to stay in the system for Oh, a while. yeah, we're going to have yeah. to hang on to that one. <laughs>
3: Vikings
4: and Lions in Detroit in Game 1 on Thursday starting at 1130 in the morning. All right, Tom Charsky, you played sports at the highest level, right? Yep.
1: Okay. Do you love that about a coach? If a coach is up, this is what I like about him. Yeah. Bruce Boudreau said ass last night. That's yeah, true. He did. <laughs> he said, "I want to see a puck go in in the goal. I don't care if it right, goes right. off his head or off his ass." Now, right. Now no. you
2: you played obviously in '95 when you guys won the cup. Jacques yep. Lemaire was the coach. What was was Jacques pretty pretty animated uh, behind the scenes? Yeah the the funny the funniest thing. Well, you
1: remember hearing him talk in his interviews and stuff. So he's wonderful he guy. Some bro- some broken English, and um, but yeah, one there was one time where he went off where he he was really stuck on telling us how much we didn't know <laughs> because he kept on saying, "You guys, you think you know, but you don't know. You think you know, but I'm telling you, you don't effing know." <laughs> It's you not, don't know. That's not a bad jock. You that's don't know. He jock. just kept on He just on saying, you don't know. You don't know. You, <laughs> don't know. you think you know, but you don't know. You don't have to know. Listen to me.
0: Well, Tom, much like you, I've also played sports at the highest level, including yeah. town baseball okay. for the Fairvale Lakers. And uh, <laughs> my coach one time said to me, Reavers, for five seconds, will you pay attention? <laughs> <laughs> and
4: I thought that was words to live by. Kind of like on your radio job. Huh? Nothing. Uh, on the Pearl. injury front for the Vikings... Cornerback Xavier Rhodes sat out yesterday's practice with that calf injury, uh, but he was a full participant today. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander also missed Monday's workout today. He was, again, a full participant also. Safety Andrew Sendejo, who missed last week's game with hamstring and groin issues, was back at practice on a limited basis. Right tackle Mike Remmers also returned on a limited basis, and Everson Griffin took full participation for the first time since the Vikings' London trip. All
0: Dallas. right, Tom Chorsky, since you brought up Jack, I'm going to give you this.
3: Well, he's one of the guys. Yep. <laughs> he's one of the guys. One of the players on our team. Such a great suspect. <laughs> one of the guys.
4: He's one of the guys. One guy. of the guys. Number 14, Gophers basketball team in action tonight. They're playing Alabama A&M at Williams Arena. Baseball Hall of Fame ballots mailed out to voters. A couple of candidates with Twins backgrounds, including Johan Santana and Jim Tomey. Santana, the only Twin to win two Cy Young Awards. He may not have the numbers some voters want, though. Had a 139-78 record for his Major League career. Tomey, of course, spent about a season and a third with the Twins. He had 612 career home runs, knocked in 1,699 runs. Several other nominees spent some time here with the Twins, including Levon Hernandez and Orlando Hudson. Favorites to go in this year include first-year nominee Chipper Jones and returnees Trevor Hoffman, who missed by one percentage point last year, getting 74% of the vote, and Vladimir Guerrero, who ended up with 71.7% of the vote last year. 75% is needed. The Wild sent former first-round draft picks Luke Koonen and Joel Erickson Eck to Iowa of the AHL today and recalled forward Zach Mitchell. Mitchell? They're, no one of the guy. They're no longer one of the guys. They're no longer one of the guys. sent Iowa. Zach is. He's <laughs> Iowa's leading scorer, five goals, 11 assists in 11 games. He had a goal and an assist with the Wild earlier this season. The 19-year-old Coonan had two goals and two assists in 17 games, and 20-year-old Erickson Eck has a goal and two assists in 20 games. The Wild, by the way, will play at Buffalo tomorrow evening. And one more
0: quick bulletin that I'm just seeing via social media that I know all of you will thoroughly enjoy. Uh, LeVar Ball, we are all very familiar with LeVar Ball. I am
1: because of my son. He He, talks about him every
0: day. He apparently was interviewed on CNN about his interaction with the president, and uh, (laughs) apparently a bunch of confused people on Twitter attacked LeVar Burton on social
2: media, thinking that he was LeVar Oh, no. Oh, God, I love the stupidity of the American public. He's the guy from Reading Rainbow. Leave him alone. Poor LeVar
0: Burton. Poor LeVar Burton. come on. Doing nothing but good in the world. Right. right. He gets attacked. Oh, this is what I love about this country. It's It's Jordy from Star
2: Trek. Leave him alone. It's horrible.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, that's uh, that's just speaks to the to the folks out there. Yes, in, it does. Twittersville. But uh, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back on the drive. Want to talk about bowl games a little bit because I know wow. the, the Gophers are up against a pretty strong opponent in in the Badgers, and we all know some probably some Badger fans and folks that went to Wisconsin, and they've got a right to be proud. They've got a good football team, and And my, my alma mater, my, my gophers are going to have a tough time and, and, and they may not make a bowl game. I'm wondering how important that is. Is it like, cause to me, and, and I kind of think, you know, is it important to make it to the salad bowl? Is that going to help the program or is it okay to miss and not go to bowl?
0: Personally, um, I, I get the, the bowl fatigue with fans that don't like, for instance, a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> I went to the Quick Lane Bowl in in Detroit. The what? I was on my way home from Buffalo, <laughs> and I said, because I drove, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go there solely to irritate the man that normally occupies that chair. And I did, and I went.
2: <laughs> what is wrong with you? Right, universe?
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I would ne- I would not have gone had I not been traveling to and from during the time that they were actually there. Yeah. But I I understand that going to a bowl game can't hurt recruiting, can't hurt your program. So I, I get that part of it, and, and the and the extra practices and all the things that we always hear about that are associated oh, yeah. See, with that, an extra I forgot bowl about game.
1: the extra practices yeah. that extend your your abilities. So to I get out.
0: it, but I mean I I think for the most part I don't think fans necessarily care. They they'll they'll put it like. If you're a Gopher football fan, or if you're even a casual Gopher football fan, you're gonna turn it on if it's you know on on a Tuesday night during
2: a holiday week or whatever. You're gonna watch. You're- yeah, I just, I, I, you know, part of it for me is I do think there are too many bowls. I think we're up to what like 40, 40 plus of them now. Yeah. Um, but the the bigger issue I have with it because you have so many, and the the, the names of them change. Every other year because the sponsorships change, which I don't mind sponsorships being attached to these games. But I think each one of these bowl games should have a specific name. You can call it whatever bowl game you want presented by whatever sponsor you want that way. Because I I feel like if you are a a diehard fan of your team, you want to be able to sort of look back and remember. Yeah, I remember five years ago when the Gophers won. You know Bowl X, you know what I mean. And you're not you're not really remembering yeah. the sponsor, but now it's like, yeah, the Gophers were in, were in the Quick Lane Bowl a couple of years ago that Reavers went to, but that bowl game's probably gonna have another name in like two or three years.
1: So there's no there's no real track. There's no of, real yeah. there's no real
2: tie to it. No tie to it. I mean, the Gophers would go to the Inside Bowl every oh, other right. year, and but now the Inside Bowl like doesn't even exist anymore because it's something else.
0: <laughs> Quick story. So when I was in Detroit and it was a it was a Monday afternoon
2: mm-hmm. I mean it was
0: it was the Monday it was the Monday because Christmas I think was on a Thursday that year Thursday or Friday I can't remember but it, this was the Monday following and it had snowed it was almost that icy sleety snow and in, in Detroit and it was it, it again it's in a it's in a dome but the outside conditions were, were awful and so people were having a tough time just just getting there the the select few that were actually going to the game and So I walked up and I had a a press credential, so I was walking up to the will call gate and they saw me in a hooded sweatshirt by myself and four guys ran to me to say, do you need a ticket for the game? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. And he said, well, here, have two. Just gave them. just ju- because guy they they couldn't give them away you know they were looking for anybody that was just trying to get inside and the literally game. you
1: you didn't need it he was trying to give no. it to you and you were like <laughs> right. no I can't take he those. said like, I
0: got really good ones and I said I, I I don't need a ticket I'm good but thank you you know I I appreciate it so he said here just take these two and find somebody to give them to him <laughs> so I but uh, yeah so there is bull fatigue but but again it's it's. These extra added bowl games were solely created for television programming yep. and for them to sell and inventory sponsorships, and sponsorships. All the money, yeah.
1: the money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, the and and another thing I I did recently as a hockey guy is I went to a Wolves game and I don't go to a lot of Wolves games, but my friend Mark has uh, really good seats and good access to the to the club or whatever mm-hmm. and. uh have you guys been over there? Have no, I, haven't, I have not
2: been to the new. I haven't been since. I've, I've been, I've been, been there. in there a couple of times. It's it's very nice. It's really nice. Yeah. So
1: we've got a we've got a great hockey rink. We've got a brand new football stadium. The Twins, you know, Target Field is great, and now Target uh, Arena is 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 pretty great too. The Wolves. uh are, are intriguing, but they're not playing the way they should play. I, I'm starting to take some interest again. I'm yeah. re-referencing that b- basketball is, is in my house now because I've got a teenage son that follows all sports and he's got me interested. And I noticed last night the Celtics and Kyrie Irvin is playing great. They've won 16 straight. Yeah. Uh. And, and so now I'm, I'm becoming a bit of an NBA fan, but I got to tell you, and it seemed like it happened to the Wolves, they – it always just seems like a fourth quarter game they keep it close for a while and then the team that wants it more wins in the end
2: yeah a, a lot of times especially in the nba when you go through that kind of that long grueling schedule they play 82 games and you know m- most of the time those first three quarters i
1: know running it's... up and down the court that's just that's way harder <laughs> than playing hockey
2: <laughs> but i but i i, I think what happens is a lot of a lot of these teams are sort of feeling each other out, especially in the first quarter. They're just kind of feeling each other okay. out and seeing what kind of game plan uh, the other team is sort of running. And then, you know, that fourth quarter, if it's if it's a tight game, you really start to see it get a little bit physical, and and guys are sort of tightening up their defense because it is sort of that crunch time. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it is it is that kind of sport. Now I will say, like, come playoff time, it is. It's the fourth quarter for forty eight minutes. Yeah, of, yeah. You oh, I, I watch yeah. it,
1: I, and I appreciate what you are saying. You are giving me a little bit more insight. Yeah. Can Can Tibbs get these guys uh, going?
2: Yeah, I I still think he can, but it's they're they're a good team, but they're a flawed team. Um, but I think that the tough thing is like Golden State has sort of set the standard for everybody now, and like. It's them, and I mean, and the Celtics are playing great right now too. But it's essentially Golden State, and then the rest of the the other twenty nine teams in the league all have flaws, and everybody's just trying to chase them and try to match up to them, and, it, and it's tough.
1: Is there another? Is there another team that's gonna make a run and match match Golden State? I
2: think right now, the way Boston's playing right now, yeah. they're probably the best the best equipped team right now. The but, next best one. Yeah, well. so we'll see how it goes.
1: Well, thanks for a quick tutorial on the NBA for me because I'm I'm sure. trying I'm trying to get up to speed a little bit. But uh, we're going to take another break on the ride. Tom Chorsky in for Patrick Royce. We'll be back. Tom Chorsky in for Patrick Royce on the ride and. Uh, Chris, I understand we've got some breaking MLB news.
0: Uh, yeah, and it, it, uh, it's interesting to those of us that are baseball nerds. Uh, John Morosi is reporting that Major League Baseball has uh, had an uh, agreement for the posting rules that apply to uh, players that are playing overseas and whatnot. There was a 6 p.m. deadline. They have uh, reached an agreement, and it's only important because, Manny, help me with the pronunciation, Shoei Otani. Did I, did I get that right? I think that's pretty close, yeah. Who I know the Twins are being rumored and linked to. He's the big uh, Japanese sensation, the 23-year-old kid that's also not not only just a great pitcher, he's also a phenomenal hitter. So he will be playing in Major League Baseball in 2018. That's the thing to take away from all of this. So
1: I hope he's better than the last one.
0: Yeah, and I mean, again, I think the frontrunners right now for his services are probably the New York Yankees. They have, I know they traded, they made another trade today for more um, international signing money, which is a big deal, which is what a lot of these guys are after is the big signing bonus. And, And obviously the Yankees are in a big market, thus there's more endorsement opportunities. And I know that he has expressed that that's very important to him. Take that for what it's worth, so... Uh, that's a big deal, and that was a big hurdle. And now they have reached an agreement, so uh, it looks like he will play baseball in major league in the major leagues in 2018. So,
1: okay, there well, we go. Thanks for that update. Uh, as we uh, As we wind down here, I think uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wild will win their next two. Going to Buffalo with a new lineup, sent a couple young guys down. Zach Mitchell's up. Chris, uh,
0: I like your optimism.
1: Come back in, we can beat Buffalo. We come back, we play the Avalanche on Friday. And then uh, then they have to turn around and go down to St. Louis. That'll be a tall order. But with a couple games under their belt, hopefully wins, they'll take care of St. Louis. This has been Tom Chorsky, in for Patrick Roycey on the ride. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what do we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.